1: You hear that, boys? That is a French vanilla Dutch Bros. coffee. Not a frou-frou, not a buffoon drink like my wife tried to make me sound like in that last podcast. <clears throat> a French vanilla iced coffee. Is that weird? I don't think so. I think not, my friends. Welcome back to the show. I'm Titus, your host today in this episode Guys, if you have not been listening to the episodes with my wife, you're missing out. Um, I don't know what it is. I, it's, it's funny to say this because I know for the most part this is like an outdoors guys kind of type of podcast. I don't hardly think there's any women that listen to this. I, I think there actually there is some. I know of some that listen to it, but I'm sure it's hit and miss when they when they pick and choose, right? But Having Sarah on here is fun because we we have good <laughs> like we go back and forth and we rib at each other poke at each other some probably take it wrongly I don't know but we're never we're not mad at each other we just speak our peace to each other we don't try to sugarcoat sure things or hide things or pretend we're something we're not but anyways on one of those episodes we were going talking about coffee I think it was episode one seventy nine we were talking about coffee and she was trying to make me sound like a little primpy princess or something. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, this long list I had to read. It's like, no, no, no. I do not do that. I do not have some crazy weird sissy little drink made. Sure. <laughs> like. Anyways, uh, stay tuned because I believe on the next one she'll be on the next episode. Um, I don't know. You guys, you guys tell me. You speak. You know, I do a lot of the stuff trying to base around what you guys want. A lot of it's what I like to want to talk about, but a lot of it has to do with stuff I'm trying to answer from YouTube or stuff I'm trying to answer from emails or stuff like that. And uh, by the way, I want to say thank you so much for the ratings and reviews that you guys have been sending in. They keep coming in on Spotify and then on Apple Podcasts. There's some new ones I'll just read for you real quick for those of you that have sent some in. I appreciate that and give more ratings um and writing reviews uh let's see here i think i read that one yes i did so the newest one it was done on monday it was by uh, fuzzy juiced said five stars amazing show and I, th- I really appreciate this one because this has been an effort i have made so i'm glad it's shown through to people But that is, he said, the quality of the audio, he or she said, the quality of the audio is what sets this podcast apart from others. Often with other hunting podcasts, the clarity of the voice of the host and their guests are hard to understand. MVM always has clear audio, great technical work. Thank you. That probably doesn't mean a lot to a ton of people, but to me, that means a lot. So I appreciate you sending that in. Oh, fuzzy on the Apple um, podcast, that means a lot because that's definitely a goal that I've made an effort to do. Oops. All right. Uh, the next one is Willamette. I actually know where this is at. Willamette. 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 I think it's actually said Willamette Valley Waterfowler. Uh, this was on Tuesday. Solid non bias information. Five stars. And the only reason I think I know how to pronounce it, I'm pretty sure it's Willamette. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's in Oregon, and um, my dad lived, was born and raised in Oregon. We'll have to talk about that on the podcast sometime. But he was from Albany, Oregon, and so most of my family. I've been, I've spent lots and lots of times up in Oregon, sweet home, sweet home, Albany, Eugene. Uh, where else? I mean, Portland here and there. Not really. I don't care for much for big cities. But anyways, yeah, stuff like that. We've been around uh, Salem. Uh, I also, I really like uh, Bend, Oregon. Beautiful place. Anyways, he says, or he says, excuse me, as a waterfowler just a state north of these guys, the information they provide has been very helpful to not only the Pacific Flyway, but to aspects of my personal life as well. I've been taking notes, and you should too, as they target many species and make it apparent that the Drake Mallard isn't the only trophy duck out there. I also enjoy all of their insanely honest reviews and opinions about virtually every piece of waterfowl gear out there. Fact. This isn't part of what he said, but... We have always done our dead. I have always done my dead level best to always put non-biased information. I don't care if they someone sponsors us or not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to get free stuff, guys. Like that is just not gonna happen because <clears throat> my name's on it. And I'd rather not take anything than try to get something free and say it's amazing because I'm not doing that. I promise you that. I've always said that from day one. Take note, as there is a lot of good information. I look forward to their videos and podcasts every season to help me with a feel for birds, even though they are state away. Keep it up, guys! I love your content. Appreciate that, man, and thank you guys again for sending those in. So, rate and review if you listen to Apple Podcast or uh, Google or Spotify or any of that stuff. All right, I, we appreciate that so much; it means a lot. Um, also, I want to say, send in questions and have your voice on the MVM show, guys. So what you got to do to do that, let me pull one up to get you the exact, um, I want to actually hit play on this. Okay. So what you got to do, if you guys ever listen to a radio station, which I'm pretty sure every single person in the world has, you know that people call in and leave a recording so they can be heard on the, the, the radio show. And gives you a chance, your voice to be heard, for me to hear what you sound like, and for the listeners to hear your questions. So in order for you to do that, in the description, in the show notes, you can go in. I put the link in there. You just click on it. It says link to, here's the link to send us a message in, to send us a message in. I need to fix that. (laughs) That doesn't sound right. Link to send us a message in. I should have said link to send us a message. Anyways. If you don't want to do that, all you have to do in your browser, put say hi, S A Y, hi, hi. So say hi, all one word, dot chat forward slash the M V M show, all one word. So say hi dot chat forward slash the M V M show. Put that in, and you can send a voice recording of your questions. Or your thoughts. You have a minute to record. So I I love to hear from you guys. Just just send in whatever. L- literally, you can send in. And next, we are going to go ahead and talk about some of these things. I think these were great, great topics. And um, <clears throat> Doug Fowler, shout out to you, man. I am so sorry. I was deleting an old one that we had already used in a prior episode. And for whatever reason, this program deleted your question too. I wrote it down, on, and I, I know your name. And I had your question, but I really want your voice to be playing and not me repeating what you asked. But I I don't know why I did that. It wasn't my fault because I had it. I was going to play it on today's episode, and just that happened. So anyways, your question was such a good question. And really, it challenged me to think about this um, for the duck blind and to have with me. And I should know better because I've been in the medical field for a lot Uh, even though just a pilot, but in the military, in the army, um, I was a crew chief on a medevac helicopter. And so basically it's the next thing to being a medic. I mean, I'm not a medic. I'm not even going to try to claim to be, but I was doing IVs. I would have to push the drugs if the medic said, Hey, push this, um, turn kits, like, you know, stopped bleeding, whatever. So I've had my hands on in the trenches, so to speak, and done more than obviously most, unless you're a professional in that field, such as a medic or an EMT or whatever. So <clears throat> anyways, a time for war creates that, right? Like you, there's things that uh, you just got to do. That might not be your expertise, but I actually enjoyed helping and be involved in that. So I took it serious and did a lot of practicing with IVs and stuff like that prior to our deployment to Afghanistan. Anyways, you asked a great question and it challenged me, Doug Fowler, was basically short term in a short wording you said what would you suggest to have in your blind bag or trauma bag that you have with you when you go on hunts he goes I'm not talking about band-aids he basically said I'm not talking about just a little simple stuff what is some of the big stuff that you would have in your med kit that would be something you would not leave without <clears throat> and I am gonna say I have left way too many times without things like that, that I should have had, because what happens if someone accidentally gets shot? I know that stuff should never happen. There's no excuse for it, but accidents happen. So what would I have? And I thought about that. It didn't take me a long time to think about because we're not talking Band-Aids. We're not talking uh, antiseptic, which all those things are given to me and uh, in, in my mind, right? Those are givens. And I'm upset that I haven't messed with one. I I have a bag and a kit together, but I need to make one smaller that fits in my dry bag because that's pretty much, guys, that's all I use now. I use like a 30-liter to 40-liter dry bag because we know duck hunting. It's most of the time, unless you're hunting dry field, which I'd say the majority of us aren't, you're going to be in water. You're going to have a dog that shakes and everything gets wet or it gets dropped in water. So I just use a dry bag. I've been using it for two, two years. They have them with backpack straps. This is like, I feel like was one of my top tips and really Thomas gets a lot of the credit because he's the one that decided to go that route first. He's been using one for three years. The year after that, I was like, genius. And so I got one too. And that's all I ever use now. I don't even use blind bags anymore. But anyways, um, some say, oh, it's inconvenient. But they have, they have dry bags that even are like backpacks now. They have zippers, all these different compartments, which I, I might switch to that. But I do like the ones you can buy on Amazon. They're 30 bucks. Get a 30 or 40 liter and you can stick it in there. But now I'm gonna start I'm gonna make a small little trauma kit that's in a dry bag that can't get messed up and ruined. Put stuff in Ziploc as, Ziplocs ziplocks and then put them in the small dry bag, curl it up, roll it up, clip it, and then throw it in my big dry bag. Number one, trauma shears. Trauma shears. And I, I could go grab it and just pull my headphones off, but I'm not going to. Look it up. Google trauma shears. They basically look like scissors, and but they will cut through literally anything, and that is a must, like because if you're going to cut someone, like if something happens to someone's arm, gunshot, uh, maybe something gets punctured, uh, maybe something goes through someone's shirt and into out the back. You need something to be able to cut because look at the stuff we wear is is a lot of times high-quality stuff. The gear, meaning like jackets, hoodies, sweaters, it's thick stuff or it's really durable stuff, so you're not going to be able to tear it a lot of times. You need those trauma shears. Uh, it's not like we're just cutting people's clothes off to cut them off, uh, but like say if something is, is pierced or penetrated like the leg and went through one side and out the other, you need trauma shears, not regular old scissors to cut through jeans or cut through a jacket or cut through waders or whatever it may be. Those things are amazing. They will cut through anything. And I have a pair. I actually have a couple pairs and don't don't skimp on those. Get a good pair. Just look up trauma shears. And I promise you that is something you definitely want to have. The, the other thing that I wrote down, and this is huge and God forbid that this is ever needed, but they're not cheap, but they're not real expensive. I could Google real quick. I'm not going to, but you're asking what should be in that bag. 100% guns are involved, even knives. We need, you need to have a tourniquet. And now they make these quick release, quick tourniquets. Yeah, you could, if worst case, worst comes to worst, you could take a stick and some and tear some cloth and, you know, do all that stuff. Yeah, oh, And that's fine. If that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. I mean, make it happen. But, Uh, They have these little tourniquet things that's like a basically like a hard plastic polymer uh, like handle. And then you got the strap. So you basically strap it around and then you begin to crank it, the hard plastic part, and then lock it in and then strap over that. Super small, not that expensive. But if someone ever got shot in the arm or the leg, um, that's something you could throw on the tourniquet. Stop the bleeding, save someone's life, save someone's limb. I mean, that's just, that's an, that's 100% gotta be in the bag. Trauma shears, tourniquet, uh, gauze, and that's kind of in a standard one, but I put quick clot. And that's, you have to Google and go search for that. That might not be, be as easy to find, but quick clot, say if there was a shot or say if your dog got penetrated by something and was bleeding really bad, you could pour that quick clot in there. Um, I'm just naming off things that I know that we could buy, that we could actually get our hands on. There's some stuff you're just going to have to know somebody. You're going to have to know a nurse or a doctor or a medic, which is definitely a huge blessing and benefit, I would say. But obviously, everyone's not going to have that um, opportunity, you know. But uh, quick clot, that just stops the bleeding really quick. If it's something like, say, in the stomach, something happens in, in, to the stomach and there's bleeding, massive bleeding, or on the head, Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You
1: use the quick clot, pour it on there, stop the bleeding, and then wrap your head or your abdomen if something's bad going on. I mean, I don't even want to name things. I don't even like talking about that stuff, but the reality is accidents do happen. I've heard of people falling over and getting literally, man, I don't know what the word is. I keep saying penetrated, but um, ran through with like a tooley, You know, like, I don't know about you. If you've been out in the toolies long enough, there's been times that's literally punctured me like a hard, dry toolie and just make you bleed like a sieve because you just hit it at the right angle. Dog, You know, dogs have lost their eyes or dogs have had been gouged straight through by, uh, like, say, corn, cut corn, you know, in the stocks. And just, there's so many things that can happen. It's, it's, it is, I ain't going to, I'll be the first one to say I've failed in that area few several times, is not preparing for situations like that, especially someone like me should know better. So anyways, um, my next one be, so this is a little bit of a shorter podcast, but the next one, I'm going to play this. I really don't have any more. If I thought about some more, there's some other things, and I guarantee you, several of you out there listening, this probably like, oh, you could add this into that med bag and this and that. Definitely, there is, but those are the main things I think of right off the top of my head that are no-brainers. We could go crazy, and maybe we'll do a whole episode on that, building out a med kit. Using me. for For the, the duck blind. All right. The next question comes in. This is going to probably finish out the episode. This is probably going to be a good 15-minute conversation right here alone. But this is from Brendan Blair. Thank you, Brendan, for sending in your message. And we're going to hit play right now. Here we go. Hey, Titus. Big fan of the podcast and the
0: videos, especially your dad. He's very based. My name is Brendan from New Hampshire. My question is, for next year, should I get a kayak or a boat?
1: I hunt alone right now except with my dog. And I think if I wait a few years, I'll be able to afford a nicer boat and
0: I'll have my son to hunt with, but a boat will give me more opportunities. Let me know what you think.
1: That was, dude, that was a good question. I I could honestly do, sorry, Clarence and I here, I could do a whole podcast on this and, and I kind of feel like we have, you know, just... Not specifically, but just talking about kayaks, boats, all that stuff. I don't think I've talked about kayak enough on here. I need to go do one, and i am write that down for a reminder because it's such a kayak is such a cheap way to hunt. It's such a cheap way. I mean, I, I don't want to make this general, but it kind of is. Like, I mean, most places you're gonna go, <clears throat> you're gonna have, um. Waterways, right, creeks, rivers, little channels, um, lakes, everything and anything you can think of. Every state has water, right? And then if it's a state worth duck hunting, it's going to have that. And then there's so many ways that you can basically hunt out of a kayak, kayak. And then there's so many things you can do out of a boat. So basically what you're asking is you're to me in my opinion, Brendan, you're you're kind of thinking like money wise, right? What's can get me by I could go ahead and spend the money now, but it's just me. I'm sure there's a buddy or two that would go with you. But then your son's gonna be getting older, and then he's gonna go with you, and that's definitely reason to have a boat, not a kayak. I feel like you kind of talked yourself into it. Basically, use the kayak for now. And then when your son gets ready to start going with you, you could be saving up your money because, let's face it, guys, you can get in a kayak for $200. My kayak that I used in my videos for the first couple years was a $200 kayak from, like, Big Five or or Costco. I can't even remember which one. Small one. And I actually like that one almost the best. And I'll tell you why. It was a sit-down inside. It was an inside kayak, like you sit down inside of it. Um there's the ones that you sit on top. I don't like those. I feel like they're too unstable and too tippy. But Thomas uses that kind and he seemed like he liked it, okay? Actually, I bought his off of him uh which was the one sitting down inside and then he bought the sit on top one and then later on we started working with Old Town kayaks. Look them up by the way. They have great. They're like a kayak canoe hybrid. I really like those. They they cut water really good. They are more expensive than, like, say, like, a, um, uh, you know, like going to Costco or Big Five or even Walmart or wherever they have them. <clears throat> they are definitely more money now, that, but man, they're so well made and they'll literally last forever. And you really, if you want to take your son in that, you could too, honestly, almost. But I mean, I think you'd feel safer in a boat with your kid, at least I would, just because, you know. But not saying it's not safe to take your son. But obviously he's too young to go right now anyway. So let me name off what I think and then we'll end this, okay? That's what I'm throwing out there for you. Go ahead, get the kayak, and then use that for a couple years, save big time money because they didn't really break in the bank at all to buy a kayak, and you're gonna have tons of good times. You're gonna kill birds. You're going to get in spots that you probably can't even get with a duck boat. So there's benefits there. And then you can buy, that gives you time to research your duck boat, um, decide what brand you want to get, what motor, how big of a motor you want to get, what size of boat you want to get, the length, the width, the size of motor, the brand, um, blind, possibly blind for the boat kind of watch reviews. I mean, you can just do so much research in a couple years. I think that just seems like a really seems like it would work for you, but honestly, if you want a boat now, I promise you, you will not regret it. You will not regret buying a boat. So, let's go over things what you can do with a kayak. So, a kayak can get in places that a boat can't get. A kayak is cheap. A kayak is quiet. So, in other words, You can actually do jump shoots with a kayak. You can't do that with a boat, right? Because it's not legal in pretty much every state that I know of. You cannot be having a motor, a prop in the water. Or if they let you have the prop in the water, you definitely can't have it for movement. Uh, Some places, like California, you can't even have for movement from the motor. So, like, if you were motoring and said, well, there was birds and we motored up to them super fast and then I killed the engine, and then lifted the motor out of the water. You cannot be having forward movement sh- shooting at ducks if your motor's off and it's out of the water even because that's just, that's not fair chase, fair game, right? I know some states probably aren't like that, but I bet you a majority of them are. I know California is. So it's quiet because you you can be paddling as fast as you want coming around the corner and the ducks jump, you can drop your, your paddles and shoot. It's totally legal, even with forward progress. So it's quiet, it's cheap. It can go places a boat can't go. It can go in shallower water. It's light, so you can pick it up. And if you hit that shallow water where you came and paddled through, you can pick it up and carry it. Um, you can put a blind on it, and you can tuck it up in into brush or into hides. And put your decoys out and hunt that way. Uh, Outdoor Limits does that all the time. So it's just, it has awesome epic hunts doing that. Um, let me think he's like has one of my favorite kayak hunting videos because he just blinds he makes the blinds so good and covers the boat so good and he just gets the mallards right in his face um oh i had something else oh the other thing is you could do basically you could do layout hunting with it you know where there's divers at in new hampshire i don't know if you say new hampshire or new hampshire new hampshire i think that's how you said it i always said new hampshire yeah it's so funny because everybody's like, yeah, you said that totally wrong. So every state says it their own way and right, you talk about somebody not from there. But where you're at, I know there's divers. I know there's a lot of divers. I know there's a good variety of birds, but I definitely know there's divers. And so people will use that as a layout. It's such a lower profile that... You could do a layout, get a cover for your boat, put your your diver decoys out, string them together, put a weight on your boat, even be in deep water where you're not drifting away. Put the anchor down and shoot lots of birds that way. So it's really diverse, you know, it's really diverse in what you can do with a kayak. Uh, You don't need a boat trailer, you know, you don't need to register it. Um, You can throw it right in the back of the bed of your truck. I mean, my goodness, there's a thousand things I could, that's really what I should have Josh from Outdoor Limits on because he's... Really, really into that and he just has great ideas for it. Um, what else? What else could I say about it? Huh? some more oh well you could put a trolling motor on it. You could put a small motor on it too if you want to. Now that most times you're gonna have to register it and go into your DMV, you know, Department of Motor Vehicles or whatever for the state, and you're gonna have to get that um you know, registered as a vessel with a motor on it. So even if it's a trolling motor or whatever, so, but there, that's an option. If you don't, if you got a long run, we could put in a little 40 horse trolling. I don't know. You know, I'm just saying there's so many things you can do now as far as a boat goes. Oh man. I, we love our boat and we've hunted out kayaks a lot. I think both, both have their place. And again, you're just looking at two different scenarios here. Like it sounds like you eventually are going to give a boat no matter what, You're just saying, should I do the boat now? You're not going to regret the duck boat now. If you want to get a nice boat, though, and save some money, for sure go with the kayak. But if you end up saying, I'm buying the boat, by the way, you need to let us know what you do, you will never regret it. I promise you that. In fact, you'll probably still get a kayak, though. You'll probably still want to get a kayak. I cannot stop yawning. (laughs) I don't know why I'm yawning so bad. I apologize, guys. Um... I'm totally into this conversation. I'm just a little bit, a little bit tired, I guess, orally. But um, the duck boat—it's obviously got a motor. Um, you can get farther, faster. You're let's 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 be honest—you're never ever gonna go as far. You're not gonna make that effort to paddle ten miles to a spot like you're going to if you're in a duck boat. Even in a duck boat, that's like that's a fair ride to go ten miles upriver, downriver up the lake, wherever it is that you're at, maybe you will. I ain't. I mean, I've made some pretty crazy sacrifices for duck hunting, but it's like, nah, I'm going to pick the lesser, right? I'm going to pick the lesser route. Like, okay, there's, birds, there's plenty of birds here. I'm going to go here. But how much better could it be if you are in a boat with a 40 horse or 20, 25 horse or even a 10 horse motor on there and you know you could get back in there? Um, also if there's choppy, the benefit of a bigger boat is if there's choppier water, it's not gonna affect you and you're you're gonna you can push that a little bit farther. Not saying to push it. I'm just saying you could go do more and be, still be safe and chop your <clears throat> high windier water. <clears throat> um, um you can take more gear, you can take more ducks. It's easier to take your dog if you have a dog. Uh, if you have kids, it keeps them dry, a little bit more comfortable for them. Um, what else? Um, it's just a great scouting tool because you can get around quick. So if you want to run waters, my goodness, there's so many benefits. Um, it's all the ben- benefits of a kayak for the most part and then more. Obviously, not the the um, quiet Definitely not that, because that's going to blow every bird out of the country when you run by. They'll come back in. I'm not saying they won't. But you're definitely not. You're making a huge footprint and noise and stuff, too. Plus, people hear you, too, right? Like, if there's other hundreds nearby and they're hearing you run around and then they hear a bunch of banging away, they might come to that spot the next day. So there's just so many things. But I think that gets the point across, you know? They both have their advantages and disadvantages. I would say the disadvantages of a kayak is like just not getting you there quick and <clears throat> you're limited to distance. The disadvantage of a duck boat, the cost. Um, and let me say this about the duck boat. You know, you don't have to get a big old gator tail like we did. The only reason I did that, I've said this before, and, it, and on reality, it's no one's business technically, but I'm just, I'm, I'm super transparent. <clears throat> I have nothing to hide. I don't care. But, uh, the reason I did it is because me and Thomas split it me and my brother, and that's just the blessing that we have that we both love the duck hunt that much that, that that was worth it to both of us, so it helps each other out um otherwise I would not be i would not have got that boat to be honest with you um I would have probably got something more in the two or three thousand dollar range four thousand dollar. That has just a dinky little ten horsepower motor and super small, like a fourteen footer. And now, true, with with that being said, I there would be I would be limited on some stuff I could go in and some types of waters I could go in with that too. I could do more than the kayak, but I definitely couldn't do what I do in a seventeen fifty four Gator Tail, you know, a bigger, wider boat. So, you know. That's what I'd do if though if I really really wanted a boat and I didn't have the money and I'm like I'm never gonna buy a boat like that. I get that, dude. Trust me. Like I can't, you know, I could not have did it. I would not have done it without doing it with Thomas. So, totally understand that, guys. It's all about what you can afford, right? Like if you if you can't afford Siko or you can't afford Drake or you can't afford all these things, who gives a care? As long as you're out there hunting. And I don't give a care what the pattern looks like. I'll be honest with you. I'm telling you right now, this is, I. I would say the I would say to Sika, I really don't like the Marsh colors. I'm not gonna wear Sika Marsh Optifade out to town. Let me tell you why, because it's like gold colored, right? So it's not something I want to wear in everyday apparel. But I will tell you this. It blends in amazing with the environment that I'm hunting in. So that's why I wear it. I don't wear it. now if I was if I had timber stuff, and I had a more in that type of environment, I would wear that out. You know, to a, to the town or to a party if I was wearing a jacket. I'm just trying to tell you, it's not always about the look or something. Um, as far as oh, it's just sick, so I like the looks of it. You know, it's like I'm just saying uh, it, the gear is quality. That's why I wear it. and. I don't put my money into a lot of other things. I put it into duck hunting gear, so that's why I do that. Some people don't understand, right? Like, I can do the same thing. It's like I get that. So it's the same concept with boats, right? People are like, "Man, I don't, I don't get it." I don't, you know, we kill just as many ducks out of kayaks, and these these guys need a boat. Not saying anybody says that to us. I'm just throwing this out there, right? Like, kayak guys that don't want to can't afford a boat or just don't think they need it and don't want to deal with it will say, "I don't need a boat to kill ducks." You're exactly right. I don't need a kayak to kill ducks either. I don't need a boat and I don't need waiters. Like you know, like we could do that about every single thing, but in bottom line is you get, which is your needs and what you can afford and who cares what anybody else says or thinks. So I think that would probably wrap this one up. I appreciate you guys. listening. don't forget to, to send in a review rating on Apple podcasts and then Spotify, give it, give us a rating want to climb climb the ladder man climb the ladder of uh, popularity in the podcast world you know it's it's doing good it's it's done good from the very beginning and really it's all your guys is supporting you guys hitting that download button and listening to it on your way to work at work wherever you're at whatever you're doing we appreciate it and feel free to send in any topics that you would like to hear and uh, you can email instagram message however you want to do it um we're just keeping the content rolling and I'm doing my best to keep keep it out there because I number one I do like doing it and I like trying to help everybody out there listening. So, hope you enjoy this one. Hope it answers the question and we'll see you guys on the next one.